you're overprotective and you you're having fights with your son's girlfriends and stuff because you think he's your man yeah. he's your son yeah i can't do that like i'll be like lady you gotta chill <laughs> it's, it's sick you guys need help medicine <laughs> okay <laughs> you guys have broken brains boy yeah, moms have broken brains, brains. Yeah, I love it. bronx me Bronx Bay, Bronx Bay, Bronx Bay. Hey, que Welcome to Bronx Girl at Heart presents Casa Confessions, where young bosses and creatives confess funny and harsh truths about their come up. I am your host, Alani Santigua. And I'm so happy to be here yet again for another episode. Today, we'll be focused on pressing topics within pop culture, starting with Kiki Palmer's restraining order against her child's father, Darius Jackson, Cassie's restraining order against Sean Diddy Combs, boy moms and their incessant nature on the internet. And wait, seems like our phone is ringing. Hello? Yeah. Oh, of course. Come inside. Looks like we have a guest, guys. Oh, my God. A guest. It's been a minute since we had a guest. We out here. Oh, my gosh. We're here with photographer, cinematographer, Arthur, illustrate author, illustrator, <laughs> Alex Rivera. <Woo>! Hello. <laughs> I gave you a little slight introduction, but feel free to expand on who you are. Man, the black guy trying to survive. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you kind of covered a lot of it. Like, I'm, I'm an entire creative like up and down i mean i'm not a rapper or anything i don't sing or not that but like that's the, the those are the only things you don't do sing or rap yeah um i don't do that and then other than that i do everything else <laughs> that's so cool yeah. and where are some places that people can find you you can find me on instagram twitter pretty much every social media platform i started my twitch but i was like ah it's a lot considering yeah that's really dope. Are there any projects that you're promoting right now or that you want people to go check out? Oh, I'm promoting a techographies project. And within that project, it's going to be me like diving into like all of my photography that I've shot throughout my career. And also, I'm bringing in friends and family to just talk about their techno technological experiences and <laughs> like life where like whether if a spoon changed their life or like literally like a, a USB changed their lives. And then like, if I could find a story around that or they could find a story around that would be dope. That's really cool. Let's clap it up for young creatives. And when we were messaging earlier this week, you said that you were Dominican as fuck. OD. So what is the most Dominican thing about you? Bruh. I mean, I changed the location, but I used to have like all my documents under my mattress. <laughs> okay yeah nah let me stop but like i do like my tres golpes i like for for those who don't know what that is it means three hits in spanish but like the three hits are fried cheese fried plantains with a fried egg i think salami too but like four but you facts know I mean? if you want to add in the longanisa yeah if you want to get crazy too mm -hmm. yeah you add the longanisa for sure okay <laughs> That's lit. Oh, and get a little closer. I feel I'm like on, we're. On, I feel on, like on. we're far apart. I feel like I. I feel like I'm scaring you. Huge. I feel like I'm scaring you. My bad. My bad. <laughs> um. Yeah. Tres is definitely. Yeah. It's tres to the heart. It's because yeah, it's clogging your arteries. Literally. It's like wrapping it with a film of love. You know. What <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. So I did mention all the things that we're going to get into today, mm -hmm. but before we get into those crazy topics, I do want to remind the guests, Casa Confessions Podcast is on all social platforms. Just follow at Casa Confessions Podcast. We're on Facebook, Threads, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, formerly known as X, but on Twitter, formerly known as X, you can follow me at big underscore Lonnie. And yeah, please leave a comment rating review on any platform where you consume the podcast to join the conversation. And yeah, as a reminder, Alex and I are going to get into all the crazy topics that we've been unable to ignore on social media. 
starting with Kiki Palmer and Darius Jackson. So we went over this a little while ago, and you were completely I'm out of the loop. Completely oblivious to that. Yeah. To what happened. What is what is happening? What is your, before we get into it, what is your Instagram timeline feed looking like then? Yo, if you're very, if you're right. not seeing Kiki Palmer, because that's everything everyone's been seeing. Yo, I mean, obviously, it's been, you know, the world is like on fire, but. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, and then on top of that, it's more like, this is for me, like food design, art, uh, clothing design, and then just like overly expensive watches. Oh. And yeah, like that's like my. What kind of watches are you into? Uh, I'm talking about like it goes from like 1980s Cartier's like Casio watch Seiko watches Rolex but not really but and then you have like man the list goes on Philippe Tex and all that is this like motivational for you or is this I mean, something that you actually have chill I can't <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no but it's something that you're I do want you want like, and I would love to design something like that that's like, dope for example like I'm not into like throwing all my money into something but i'm down to throwing my all my money into something i created makes sense yeah i love that all right back to kiki palmer Let's go back to so you. my timeline yeah, and my about, tell me about her like you tell my me timeline her. and my yeah. feed is all the chaos and all the ratchet and i also feel like um i feel like men and women nowadays yeah. are farther apart than ever is that true do you feel like that's true that's what i'm saying that's what i'm yeah. seeing on my feed I feel like yeah, like this is like the battle of the of the worlds right now because everybody's like, nah, <laughs> girls do this, nah, guys do that, and you're just like in the middle, like, word, that's crazy. Yeah, so there's gonna be a lot of relationship mess discussed in this episode, but to get started, mm-hmm. we're gonna start with what's been happening with Kiki and Darius Jackson. So, ooh, I believe this was early October where Kiki filed a report and she asked for a restraining order to be placed on her child's father, Darius Jackson. And she claimed that there was a history of emotional and physical abuse. And there was actually some pictures leaked from her home surveillance of like screenshots of the physical violence. Bro, like that's it. You have to like, your pen pals now. (laughs) Yes, but (laughs) it's gotten crazier since then. Cause then obviously you're, Darius is going to want to defend himself. Oh, and Darius, by the way, he is the brother of Sharunas Jackson, who played Dro in Insecure. Oh, that's pain. Yeah, so he's basically known as being an actor's brother. He also is an actor as well, but he was kind of a struggling actor. He mm-hmm. was Kiki's employee. So I, before I get into my opinion, before I get into my opinions, yeah. how does this make you feel when you hear... Cause, Kiki Palmer and Darius Jackson, Kiki, she would get on every interview show and just praise him up and down. Mm-hmm. And they appeared to be a young, happy family. So how does it make you feel when you hear, like, just the curtains drop and all the shit just fly out? And it's ah. terrible. I mean, like, in the celebrity world, yo, you gotta, like, look the part. Mm. And when that happens, it's like, you know, you got money on the line. You got, like, a whole bunch of sponsorships on the line. You can't look too crazy. And a lot of sponsorships, or a lot of, like, companies and brands just be like, don't act up. You don't make us look bad. So they have to kind of, like, keep up with that. That's, like, mad energies that you have to kind of, like, keep all in balance. They have to play the part. Yeah. So, like, when the, you know, when the whole curtains falls, it's it get it looks crazier than it should be, too. Because people expect it to be okay. But they're like, wow, it was ten times worse than what we thought. Oh, my God. And it's like, just when we thought the plot wasn't going to thicken further, uh-huh. then Kiki's mom, who never speaks ever. Kiki has been in the industry for 20 plus years. Yeah. And her mom has never spoken, not a word. Like, her mom has never said anything. That's like that traditional shit, though. Like, when, like, the parents, like, just step out. I'm like, yeah. like, that's your problem now. Like, you're grown. But... <laughs> But, but not, now she's but speaking. Now she has to. Yeah, now like she's speaking. To. And I'm going to play some of the audio that was leaked from a c- private conversation between Darius Jackson, Kiki, and Kiki's mom. Yeah. And in it, she actually reveals some tea about Usher. And I know Usher's like, how did I get in it? Nah, Usher's isn't everybody's problem. Usher's like, how did I get I in it? Charlamagne the guy was giving him mad smoke on his last uh, podcast. <laughs> All right, so brace yourself for this audio, and then we're going to react to it. I'm going to play a little bit of it because it's super long. 
that you put her through? That you put her through? What the fuck is you saying, ignorant? That you put her through? I'm sure. Your articulation is poor. I'm sure. What the fuck are you thinking? I'm sure. Ron Wiggins. I, 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 if, if, if only, if only, if only you actually Can like. You put it through. What does that mean? Can you put it through? <laughs> he's trying to say he's trying to do the whole <clears throat> child actor <clears throat> parents um, sacrifice their childhood gag. Oh well, okay. Well, we got um, look at her. thirty million dollars today. Look at so, her. That's fine. Yeah, I sacrificed her. I guess. Okay. Come on, Wiggins. Huh? She fucked you up. My mom's fine. You should have been a child entertainer. I'm you good. You I kept wanting to come back around. Trust me, I didn't want this. But that makes no sense as to why you harass. You don't, there's no need to say horrible things and send me this usher picture. There's no reason for that. You do that because you're nuts. There's no reason for you to say that. Jezebel, calling me Haiti. That's all necessary. You do all of that unnecessarily because something's wrong with your mind. It's I'm not normal. Wiggins. You sound like you have a broken brain and you need to go to see somebody because you're chemically imbalanced. There's nothing that I've done for you to stay on that page. People have endured more. I've endured more from you and I don't do that to you. I don't sit up there and call you all kinds of names and do stuff like that. You randomly have an episode and then you harass me for an hour straight. That's what you do. Well, now, now I'm it's not normal. I'm it's not necessary. You could just not talk to me. I'm gonna harass you. Upstage bisexual. He sleeps with me, and you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> wow. And that's where I'm gonna end that shit. That's. <laughs> Y'all need to listen to that. Like thanks here. to thanks to Armand Wiggins for wow. <laughs> grabbing a hold of that audio. Well, what are your reactions to that? Nah, he deserved it. That's it. Like the thing is, like, but you can't really like deserve it completely. Like, <laughs> if you're chemically imbalanced, like, yeah, yeah we learned is beyond you. We learned that there is some mental health, some mental illness going on there. But at a certain point, like a lot of these men are mentally ill. And a lot of these men that are in these abusive situations, sorry, didn't mean to come to you. A lot of these men that find themselves abusing their partner, it's usually some mental illness in there. Yeah, or like some like deep, deep trauma that they don't want to talk about. Yeah, at some point, you need to take medication. Or go to hard therapy. What Kiki said, you got a broken brain. It's chemically imbalanced. You need to fix that. I mean, only her and him know exactly what they have to do. Like, right. Because at that point, like, you're fucking up the whole family. Ugh. Yeah. And then, no. And the crazy thing is, I believe that, allegedly, that Darius kind of... I think it was him that put this audio out there, that sent it to Armand Wiggins to have it out there. Because him and his brother were kind of showing, like, oh, you should see the crazy things that they said to me. Like, they've kind of put this out here, my belief, that they put this out there to kind of taint Kiki's image and taint Kiki's mom's image. But this made me like Kiki's mom even more. Yeah, like, <laughs> she was spicy enough. Like, it looked like she wasn't talking shit. She was defending the whole situation. And like, she went in, like, she kept yeah. going. If you listen to the rest of the audio, it was like 10 minutes long. She kept going. But then they said, but I feel like he was recording this, obviously, as like, you know. As, yeah, he was trying to act normal about it. Yeah, so he like, wasn't going in as he typically would. He'd be like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, he was, yeah like, was, he was like, that's wow, that's crazy. Give me my son, give me my son. Like, you know you'd be going off. And the only reason I'm saying this is because if you guys continue to listen to the audio that Armand Wiggins posted, the mom, she's saying, like, what kind of mom would be okay with being called the C word, being mm -hmm. called this? So he has allegedly called them names before nah if you call my mom something you're gonna get rocked bro yeah and then he <laughs> and you know there's some mental illness involved because what person calls someone a jezebel in 2023 like, i love that word he said, he said hades he nah, said a jezebel <laughs> if you're here like flaming somebody biblically is crazy and I feel, why I feel like the first sign of mental illness, because this always connects me to like Kanye, why I feel like yeah. the first sign of mental illness is going real hard with the religious stuff. Yo, I mean, would it be mental illness? Like, 
I feel like no, I, I'm not saying that every person that's religious has mental. <laughs> let me let me clarify. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that every person that's religious has mental illness, yeah. but I feel like when you people, to God to save I don't know. I feel like I'm seeing I'm seeing a theme here, like with Kanye, yeah. and I'm seeing it with Darius, and I actually have a friend who yeah. I'm not gonna put her out there, but she recently went through a situation yeah. where her person, the guy that she's been dating for a while, literally turned 180. And now he's Crazy. like a, what is it? Like a black Hebrew Israelite. But he went through like three different religions in a year. And now he's like, in the Philippines just like really going at it. But that's, I feel like, <laughs> yo, that's it's, like, it's like you're trying to go to a hardcore like, uh, like metamorphosis in your life where like not, the people around you don't even accept your antics. So you mm-hmm. go to something that's like truly not there to judge you, but then to like guide you. So like, I'm not saying that like, that's the right thing to do. Cause sometimes you have to just like own up to your bullshit and not like use God as like this shield. A Jezebel is crazy. Jezebel. I wouldn't know how to react if someone called me a Jezebel. I'm like, yo, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like, I, there's no comeback to that word, I think. Like, ever since he put out that tweet, though, you a mom, though, I was side-eyeing him. I felt like, you didn't hear about that tweet either? Nah. He really bro. been under a rock. Yo, I've been in DR, so, honestly. I've been on an island. That's what happened. That's what happened. Yeah, I was in DR. That's what happened. So, just for yeah. all the other people that have also been under a rock, <laughs> there, there was an incident that happened yeah. months back when Usher, he had a residency in Vegas. Okay. And he always, Usher, Usher was catching himself in various issues with different celebrities. Yeah, women. I heard that. I heard he, that. Yeah. Yes, because he would go and, and sing a song with them and do and the like, whole, do you know, do the whole R&B. Yeah, do the whole R&B thing. So he did it with Kiki and Kiki was very happy about this. And she had a dress that showed her booty cheeks. Mm-hmm. And then Darius commented, you a mom though. And that sent the internet mm-hmm. on fire because they were like, you motherfucker. He's trying to bring her back to reality, low key. But that's something that you can say in private. I guess. I feel that's yeah. something that you can say in now, private. I'm not public like that, like to like bring like the bullshit out, like per, like you know, outside. But like you, you know mom. it's Usher. Like y'all wild and y'all still so y'all uphold these great pedestals. Like it's like two presidents going at it. You like y'all know y'all can't be wilding out publicly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like somebody in higher But, power. okay, for example, like, if you're you're Dominican, right? Yeah. Let's say if um your girl was going to... Wait, are, are you dating? Are you in mm. a relationship? Okay, cool, cool, cool. And let's say your partner mm. was at a Romeo Santos concert. Yo, I was and, talking about this. And Romeo, <laughs> you know, he does the thing, too. You go up to the people, your fans, yeah. you serenade, and let's say the cheeks was out. But it wasn't out, out. It was... Out, but then there was a sheer layer on top of it. One of those like layered dresses. Yeah, it was. It was. Yes, it was a see exactly Mm -hmm. a see through vibe, and the cheeks was showing. But yes, (laughs) mojitero vibes. But people have worn worse to Vegas. This is Vegas. People do crazy shit. This was like she was being like a classy freak. Like it was very much like it wasn't like she was out of like no one was wearing what she was wearing. You know, it's Kiki, so like you would respect her regardless. Like I'm pretty sure like it was Beyonce doing the same thing. Like, it would just be the same, like... Yeah, Beyonce energy. shows her cheeks all the time. But... That's her uniform. But does she let other dudes serenade her on stage or whatever? Like... I feel like Beyonce is very concerned, but that's a whole uh, other Beyonce thing. Beyonce a whole... Like, yeah, we're not even going... Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I remember there, there was actually this, since we're going down this Beyonce tangent, yeah. I saw this um, video of her and Sean Paul dancing. Uh-huh. Wasn't it, What was the song she had with him? That wasn't like, maybe more, you say, Yeah, she was yeah. doing her little, she was trying to do her little Caribbean thing. Yeah. And then Jay Z was in the audience, like, Yes. <laughs> so I think yeah. ever since then she learned. But like, like I know that Jay Z is not a public guy. Like or he he would never tweet you a mom though. I don't even think he got a Twitter, bro. Right. He he only gets he only gets on Instagram every four years when he wants to promote an album. He's like a comment or something. Yeah. Like he just pulls up real quick and does blue moon type. Shit. Yeah. He's not about that. I feel like saying you a mom though. The reason I felt nah, like it's that. Funny. Yeah. Like, the it's reason funny. I felt like that was kind of a signal that there was some toxicity or possibly abuse happening in the relationship at that time when he just tweeted that. Yeah. Because it feels like. You know your woman's a public figure, more public than you, because nobody knew about you before yeah, her. And and now, yes, and now it's almost like you're putting her out to the wolves. Luckily, Kiki is so beloved that everybody yeah. was like, oh, hell no. Like, why would you yeah. do that? But if it was another girl, let's say another girl that people... 
Yes, let's say if it was Amber, Ro- let's yeah. say if it was Amber Rose, everybody would be like, "Yeah, that whore!" Like they would have, or they just be like, "Oh, that's just Amber again." Yeah, but they would have because they're. Kiki Palmer, you don't see her wilder. Because even though Kiki is loved, yeah, Darius Jackson, her baby daddy, he still has his fan base that he's grown through this. Now mm-hmm. there's still, sadly to say, there's still a strong thirty to forty percent of people in the comments like. This is what happened when modern women don't want to stick to being traditional. Mm. This is what oh, happens when you it. this is what happens when you glorify the single mama lifestyle. Look, yeah. now you now you're getting beat up and you're by yourself. Yeah. Like there's a 30, 40% of men and women equally mm-hmm. that have that viewpoint. And he feeds into that. I mean, like, I feel like there's two words of like living your life being like a human being and then like being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like Kiki was caught in between both of them. Not saying that she was right or wrong, but like mm. I'm pretty sure she was trying to be like young and chill and have fun. She was fun. trying to be young and yeah, fun, you know? like. But then, like when he was like, "You a mom though," he could have just been like, "But you got a man though," or like, "What would, what would like what would have been like?" Because a mom is just like attacking a lot of topics. Like you just don't need to be like. You a mom though? He's like because she's a mom that she's like, mad moms that just live their lives. Like you know what I mean? Because you're like, a mom, you're supposed to be a nun and you're supposed so to not have fun with Usher. But it's it's a lot. Now, okay, yeah. but the tea. Mm. The way this there's so many layers to this is <laughs> yeah. crazy. Because so many things have come out about mm. the Jacksons. Remember, I told not not Michael Jackson and his family. This is the much lower budget Jackson family. Jackson with a lowercase <laughs> J. <Yeah. laughs> Jackson with a lowercase J with a lowercase J. Darius Jackson and Sharuna's Jackson, mm. which are brothers. The more things have come out, apparently there's a history of domestic violence in their yeah. family. Like the mom put a restraining order against the dad. Oh, if you're going that deep, in the allegedly life. they were in this that call in this call with Kiki Palmer and the mom. Allegedly the mom has mental health issues, mm-hmm. and there's like a whole thing with their family. So I'm like, does this stuff run in the family? And I tweeted recently, I was like, I'm going to start asking men when I go on dates if they have a history of domestic violence in their family. Because I feel like, I think, I think, yeah, you have to ask these questions because I think it's genetic at this point. Yeah, it well, it can be genetic and like also just like routine. Like sometimes it's not even like a chemical imbalance. It could just be routine where like you think it's okay. Yeah, because yeah. that's why I'm asking for the history. Because yeah, if you true. saw your parents, or like, you could be just, like, what, what, ha- like, let's say something did happen, like, you could be like, what did you do in response to that? Maybe mm. that would be a better answer. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm gonna just lay it out. I'm be like, what mental health medications are you on? Just show me red flags real quick. And I, I'm be like, I'm be like, show me, pull up the, pull up the, what's the, what's the health portal? The health portal is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting the I, name. I don't know what you're talking about. Be like, pull up the freaking health portal. Let me see what medications you're on. And also, is there a history of domestic violence in your family? And I'm going to just ask them their opinions on well, different things. they lie, though? Like, well, now you're tight. Well, I'm gonna put it out there, and yeah. then if I'm a, I'm a, gotta look at their body language. That's they true. might look a little scared. Oh, they're really good at it. Like you, yo, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I love worst case scenarios. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, so there's okay. been a whole bunch of things that have come out about the Jackson family, and what makes me so sad about it is that for any insecure fans, I actually really liked Dro's character, even though he was a liar on the show, and then everybody in the comments was like. I knew he, I knew they was all wrong. He was a liar on the show. Oh, that's great. <laughs> like, you really project a real life on the show. He really did. Like, and then he actually ended up dating one of the actresses on the show, and they share a kid together. And her, she came out recently. What's the name of that actress? Dominique Perry, great. <laughs> Dominique Perry and Sharuna Jackson share a child together, and she's come out recently. Um, they're dealing with some custody issues in the court. And she has posted, like, since this stuff with Kiki and Darius has come out, she's posted, like, some little, like, hints in her mm-hmm. stories, like, saying that, you know, I stand with all women, sharing yeah. their sharing their stories, and one day, like, the truth will come out, and there's different types of abuse. So there's been some hints thrown out there that Sharuna is innocent too. And I felt really hurt by that one because I've actually followed like his interviews and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he always seemed like a good guy, like the girl dad. You got to side eye the girl dads. The girl dads? Why though? I'm side eyeing <laughs> them. I'm side eyeing them. Because it's like they're so good to their daughters because they're trying to make up for all the women all they the mistreated. Magic. Yeah. I mean, it, 
Be <laughs> <laughs> it be happening yeah, so yeah. sad i feel so bad for kiki especially i feel really bad for her because she's very private mm-hmm. so the fact that she had to go out there and put this restraining order out there it's because she felt like she needed to i mean yeah that's usually the rogers or you just don't pop out with a restraining order off the rip like, she's very private and she had to expose all this about herself is because she actually felt fearful perspective now, another person, we're going to stop with the... Hopefully, we're going to get a break from this toxic relationship stuff. But unfortunately, <laughs> Cassie has come out um, under the Child Survivors Act, which is actually going to... It's an expiring act that only exists in New York City, where they've allowed people who survived any form of assault or abuse to come out against their abusers regardless of the timeline so it's expiring it's expiring yeah like fed up yeah on like november 20 no not that it's fed up i guess you gotta say what you gotta say before november hit (laughs) basically basically (laughs) i don't know i don't know legalese to be honest but essentially i'm assuming this is like activists and like really like grassroots people that have pushed for this to come out but there is, it's a very controversial thing. A lot yeah. of people feel that there should be, I, I want to get into that. Like, what do you think? you feel like there should be a limit, uh, like a time limit to when somebody should come out about this stuff? Nah, because that's a hell of debatable. Um, because you can hit somebody or something crazy to the point that they're so traumatized they don't want to talk about it. Like, there's so many victims of every category you could think of. Yeah. So, like, you can't really put a, like, a limit on somebody's, like, I get it though. Like, I, if I were anybody that does go through whatever, I'll speak up immediately. I'm a person that likes to speak up real quick, mm-hmm. like just to like nip it in the bud type mm-hmm. thing. So, like, yeah, um, I would just be like, "Yo, hurry up and say it." But like, I won't think. I don't think like putting a limit, like, "Yo, you got three days to say that homie like knocked you out last night or homegirl smacked the dog shit out of you." I smacked the dog shit out of you No cause there's so many I always see like when abusers come out That's the most annoying thing Every single time in the comments Is always someone pointing out what they did wrong yeah. Either it's like, oh, why are you coming for their money and not justice? Like, why I are mean, you? Because justice don't pay the bills, honestly. They're like, <laughs> or they're like, they're like, why are you wait? Why are you waited so long? But then there are those extreme situations where my friend showed me this a while ago. It was probably Bill Cosby because you know, oh yeah, he, Bill Cosby. It was probably Bill Cosby that I think he had like a seventy-five-year-old accuser. And my friend, my friend, unfortunately, God bless her heart, my friend is in that group who she's like. She feels like after like five, ten years, like your time is done. Like you don't need yeah, to like, ten, you don't need to be reporting shit after five, ten years. Yeah, it's like now you just want to catch the bag. Like I see what you're doing, but like nah. Like I feel like all right, I don't maybe think like so. a year I don't, or two. I don't think so. Or oh, you should wait longer, type of thing. I don't th- feel like, like, like just be like, I, right, I'm 99, I'm about to die. I don't think that. I, feel like I don't think there's bro. a time limit on it. And you know yeah. why? The only reason I don't feel like there's a time limit time limit on it is because literally, I, I feel like I'm a very like self aware person. But I've literally, as I've gotten older, day by day, like literally, I feel like once I turned 21 or 22, something about my consciousness just mm-hmm. expanded. Like, I don't um, feel like I was a that's real a good thing. You know? I don't, yeah, I, no, like, I don't feel like I was a real human before 22. Like, I feel like I was just living. Uh, but then I hit a certain year and something about like my brain, like, I just. Because that's a real thing. Like, your prefrontal cortex. I don't know. Scientists get in there. Like, I don't feel like I was really, like, like I don't know. I don't feel... The way I think today mm-hmm. is nothing like the way I thought at 13, 14, 15, 16. Because I feel like now you, like, social media and just, like, the internet itself has cracked open this new type of, like, thinking. Yeah. Like, real critical thinking. Like, you actually have the answers to a lot of things. Like, a lot of people didn't have back then. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, with that same point... That's the reason why I feel like there shouldn't be a timeline on it because there are some things that I've seen, witnessed situations that mm-hmm. I was involved in when I was six, seven, eight. And at that time, I thought it was normal. I didn't think it was problematic. No, but it'd be taboo to like speak up on things. That's now, what, now you can. But now I'm 22. But I'm saying my perspective changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and like you said, that was me. That was my personal growth journey. But like you said, it's not just about 
age is also the way society has changed. So someone that was 20 at a different time period, they probably wouldn't see certain things wrong. I feel like my consciousness has just grown so much since when I was a kid Mm -hmm. to now. Therefore, I can see how 20 years later or 10 years later, in my case, I could recognize something was off that I didn't notice before. And that's an example as to yeah. how someone 10 years later can come out against an accuser. No, I feel you. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like a lot of people like to go around and say like, well, back then I used to do this. I'm like, but that doesn't matter anymore. Like there's like this new era of thinking and mm-hmm. like these new set of rules that you have to kind of like go by now. Cause it's not just your neighbors getting at you. It's like literally the world getting at you if you like break or a rule, a social rule. Yeah, yeah. So, so by that statement, by what you're just saying, that you know, society has changed. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you don't see how somebody can wake up today and notice something that went wrong ten years ago. Um, if they're stubborn, no. If they're open-minded, like you're describing yourself now. At yeah, this age, but then, then those yes. those women that come forward. Mm-hmm. In regards to, like, the people that don't agree with, like, the statute of limitations and mm-hmm. all that when it comes to women coming out against their abusers. Or not just women, anybody coming out against their abusers. Mm-hmm. I feel like time, like, a, there shouldn't be a time on that mm-hmm. and someone coming to and an awakening. People, yeah, it's like somebody going to prison that's, like, wrongfully accused. You think that you're just going to forgive somebody after being, like, 20 plus years? Like, that's so, what I'm saying. It's so, kind of like the whole, like, Central Park 5 situation, like, where they're all in there. And they came out. A lot of them just wasn't okay anymore. Like, they couldn't mentally cooperate properly. That's exactly what you're saying. And what you're talking about is trauma. Like, Mm -hmm. trauma can affect somebody for decades, years. And it could take somebody 20 years to even understand how someone did them so wrong. Exactly. So, I don't get those. And then a lot of times, it'd be women and it'd be men in the comments equally being like, nah, 20 years later, you just want money. Pack it up. That's true. Cause if you, oh, well, it depends where they're coming from. Like if these, if these like, men and women are in these comments, depending on the region of the, of the United States they're at, because New York people are different. I'm telling you right now, there's okay. a whole saying NYC is not real. Okay. So like they be wild, and then if you go to like LA people, it's like well, the conversation is different. Then you go in the middle of the world, it's just like, ooh, done with these abusers. Now we're gonna go on to a TikToker who recently shared her thoughts on. 50 50 dates what are your thoughts on 50 50 dates like when you meet a girl for the first time let's say this off in an app or something Mm -hmm. do you want to pay for the whole date are you gentlemanly like that or do you want to split it i mean there's scenarios right so like first off i never use the dating app okay but i don't it's not like i don't know of it but Mm -hmm. like if you are the one insinuating the hangout, the date, whatever, then yeah, like do your thing, bro. <laughs> like, so if out. you, so you, if yeah. you pursued the girl, yeah, if you're pursuing the girl, and then vice versa too. Fuck that shit, be wildin'. So like, mm-hmm. if you're out here coming at me like we should do this, we should do that, I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Okay. Like, no. If like, the if the woman pursues you, she mm-hmm. should pay. Yeah, to some point, but like, there's still it's still like with the social standards, the guy will still have to be like, ah, I got you, don't worry about it, because like I feel like it's a trick shot. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, you come and ask me for a date, and, like, in theory, you'd pay for it. But, like, and then the next theory is, like, guys pay for it still. Have you like, <laughs> have you let a girl pay for you on a date? Facts. You know how many? Many. Like, okay. but that's the, that's the fun part, because it's, like, if you're a fun person, and you're not here for, like, this transactional moment, because usually it's, like, food, money, sex. Mm. Right? And then it's, like, okay... That's a whole nother world. But if it's like food, friendship, mad food, fun, money shouldn't be a problem because money is literally the root of all evil. I'm not going to mm. argue. But oh, like, he got in. It's true though. Cause like I, I thought. You got in like, Hotepi. Yeah. Cause it's like, nah, nah, you're chill. Yo, <laughs> let me wallin now. Let me wallin. <laughs> Yo, Hotep be wallin. Oh, isn't that like Motel? Like, it's Motel, right? Or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, what you, the hell you know is. what you're talking about. <laughs> but like, you know how it goes. It's like, I don't want to, I don't use that as just like the, it would never be a sensor of an argument for me, like Got the it. money part. 
Yeah. So like, fine, whatever. Like, okay. If you know what you're walking yourself into, just make sure you got two hundred in the back of your pocket. All right. So <laughs> I'm gonna set the stage for you. You uh, you on a date with a girl, and you're like, you want to split the bill, and then she gives this response. Let me play this response from oh, a TikToker. Cheesecake factory. <laughs> when a man wants to go fifty fifty with you on a date, do this. <clears throat> oh my god. I'm so embarrassed right now. Um. Wait, you wanted to just be friends? I'm so confused. This whole entire time, I thought this was a date. Oh my god. Okay, I'm so sorry. Here's my card. Wait, what? So, <laughs> so you offer to split the bill with a girl. Yeah. And that's she's encouraging this TikToker. She's encouraging girls to at Pearl at Pearl Bots. She's encouraging girls to give this response when a guy offers to split to be like, oh, oh my gosh, this whole time I thought it was a date. I'm so sorry. Well, here's my card. Here's well, my card. Is yeah. Crazy. You don't like that response? I mean, like, you can't... I feel like the unspoken sentence is like, is it a date or is it just like a hangout, right? Unless you're like 100% going, let's go on a date. Yeah, right? but like, let's say this was your intention, like it was a date, and then you want to split the bill with the girl, oh. and she gives you that response. Nah. How I, would you I, feel? I don't... Here's my card. I'm so I'm like, I'll pay too. Like... Like you wanna, yeah. She's saying, "Here's my card." And they split it. Yeah, but she's but like, friends. yeah, essentially. Oh, like, so I mean, technically, it is like a low blow in the sense of it's like from the girl. Like she'd be like, "Oh, so this yeah. is what we're doing." Yeah, like, I guess you're in the friend zone now, buddy. Exactly. Here's my pay. Like, here's like my payout. Yeah, that was her sweet way of friend zoning him. That's not bad. I love her. I'm like shit. I'm like, I guess we friends. If the pool is banging, bro, like I'm gonna be having a good time. So you would still be okay, nah, even though I, you split the bill, I, I but you think, lost the girl. I won't offer the splitting of the bill, though. Like, okay, it's just, it is what it is, and especially with society, I don't think girls really ask guys on dates like that. Mm. But you said you've got. Have I asked a guy on a date? <laughs> I haven't asked a guy on a date, but I feel like I would. But also, would you pay though, or would you pay? I do feel I do agree with what you said. I feel like yeah. if you ask for somebody, I feel like whoever asks on the date should pay. Yeah, and I think that's fine. But then there's like that weird devil's advocate thing again, where like, but then the girl would never ask the dude on a date like that right now. Like I feel like we gotta wait like another five, ten years for like society. <laughs> but like, it, what do you mean? Yo. We got girls supporting men, Kiki Palmer great. and Derry no, Jackson. But that's like after, what it, that's I'm been like, paid on the first day at some point because he was well, like crazy. Look, like, T, I actually, okay. I actually heard this. Kiki approached him. Ooh. She bought him a drink. Let's go. She bought him a drink. Oh. <laughs> the people that be promoting traditional shit may have said she fucked up from the beginning because now you got a mama's boy sleeping on your couch and beating, and beating though. your ass but I'm saying had she started how people say you should start as a woman those traditional women and shit mm-hmm. had she let him come to her would she be in this situation right now? probably not like, I, like in that worst case scenario probably not but the thing is like who was interested first, right? It would be Kiki, right? Because she saw him. She but caught... he interested in her at some point? Well, it was... A, so, sometimes no, the thing is... Crazy. Sometimes it's a social situation and the guy just doesn't... He hasn't seen you yet. That's true. But you've seen him. And, and you like him. But you Kiki. Like, it's not like she didn't have a name at that point. Yeah, but it's not like... Because she's Kiki Palmer doesn't mean every single guy at every industry party is coming at her. Well, you're in an industry party and nobody comes at you because everybody's in the industry. And that's what it was. It wasn't a social, social side. It was like more of a corporate one. So I get it. It was social with a lot of famous people. You think she was trying to get the bag? (laughs) I don't think she was trying to get the bag from Darius Nobody Knows You Jackson, no? Yo, there'd be mass celebrities out here like going out with like these like just normal people. She saw a cute guy... And she gave, she bought him a drink. She was on some, this, this is what they tell girls to do, to go out for what you want. They tell you to go for what you want. But then when you go for what you want, you give the guy a job, you put mm-hmm. a roof over his head, then he hates you. And he turns around and beats your ass and tries to yeah. degrade you in front of the public. Yeah, that's wild. That's, that's like one in a million kind of thing. So like, I'm sorry for Kiki, honestly. Right. But yeah. but yeah. All right. 50-50 on dates. So you've had girls pay for you on dates. Yeah, I'm a cool person. Okay, I'm and what what do you what do you do when <laughs> what do you do when the girl is pulling out her card, and like what do you do? Do you twiddle your thumbs? Do you text? Oh, like start looking, go to the bathroom. Do you section? go to the bathroom? Nah, I mean, do you I mean, make like, a joke. Yeah, I love jokes. I'm like, oh, so you paying? That's lit. Like, and then obviously you know they're not gonna or they don't want to. Nobody wants to pay a bill to begin with. 
So I feel like I'll pay for it. Because, like, I know what I'm getting myself into. I'm not going to go to, like, a, a freaking three Michelin star restaurant and expect you to pay for it. But you said you've had a girl actually pay. Yeah, because it's, like, cool. I didn't ask for it. And then when she was paying, what did you do? I was like, cool. But, like, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, I'll still return the favor. It's not like I'm cutting you. Because, like, look, if the vibes went right, right? Right. And we were having fun. We know we're going to be really close people, friends, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Then whatever we did on this table right now is going to transcend to the next stage of whatever the hell we're going to do. Like, oh, shit, we want to go somewhere else? Cool. Let's eat again. You want to do drinks after? It's on me. You want to do this? On me. Because it's like right. the, professional, the perpetual energy is going to happen. I do a thing where I fish in my bag for oh, like OD. the wallet. Like he's like, you know that little clutch purse is mad little. Yeah. Like, why are you over, like over I here? I look for it. I look for it for a mad long, and then by the time I raise my head, it's already paid for. Yeah. <laughs> nah, what happens if homie just goes and just looks at you and waits? What are you gonna do? Not, your hand looking mad ashy. Like going through all your. T- if he waits, <laughs> if he waits, if he waits, if he asks me out and he waits, and then then I'll just pay and I won't see him again. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that'd be, nah, that'd be funny, but it'd be funny enough though. Like, it's just like I love my dark humor. It's just like, <laughs> I okay. Next question: Yvonne yeah. Orgy. She's an actress on the show Insecure. A lot of Insecure talk today. Insecure mm-hmm. ended, but she was a really she was the character Molly in Insecure, mm-hmm. and she's making headwaves for being a virgin at thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Would you Would you date a virgin, uh, especially at that age, like someone who's like. Maybe our age or older and who's a virgin? Um, I mean, I really don't care about, like, that whole point. Like, mm-hmm. the, the whole, like, of, like, being a virgin. It's like You don't care does... about virginity at all. Yeah, but, like, if you got run through, that's a whole different story. But, like, <laughs> on top of that, like, if if you're just, like, presenting yourself as just a human being with personality, like, it doesn't matter. Like, that's literally a challenge that you have to accept as a human being. Like, okay. it's like, okay... Hey, I'm a virgin. Are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, cool. I guess if I'm going to stay with you long term, then like, fine. So you never yeah. went through that stage when you were younger where you wanted to like pop a girl's cherry and take her virginity? No, it wasn't really like a thing for me. Like, cause mm-hmm. it's, it's a very, for a girl, it's mad painful. Mm-hmm. It could be traumatic, a bad experience or a good experience, depending on who the person is. So it's like, I'm not trying to play Russian roulette with that type of machismo goal, if you will. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like... If you're a virgin, I'm like, well, I guess you're a virgin. It's not like, I gotta get a girl. Because the thing with virginity with females, I guess, and males, I guess, at one point, is like, you get really connected with that person. So, yeah. like, if you're going to do that to another person, just know that that's going to be the baggage and or just the perfect soulmate for you. Right. It's, I have no problem with yeah. Yvonne being a virgin at 39. I think it's cool. Like, it's refreshing to yeah. see women That's and true. men I, I, right now we are in a hypersexual society mm-hmm. it is refreshing to see someone just not do what everybody anything like mm-hmm. when when you see somebody not doing something that everyone else does like i heard that jack harlow doesn't drink or smoke like i'm like that's dope because mm-hmm. that talks about like your character i mean if you want to drink and smoke fine it's but it but yes it shows that you're a disciplined person that you could be around people that do all types of things but if you don't want to do something you're not going to do it exactly yeah and i love that that says a lot about her character and i'm sure whoever she ends up being with would appreciate that about her that's a fact i mean like that's what i'm done too like be like, all right, cool. This is what I'm showing you. You gonna accept it? Not, nah, I right, bye. Right, I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're gonna get into the Bronx because eh. you from mm-hmm. the Bronx and I'm yeah. from the Bronx. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about the Bronx? Why is the Bronx the best borough? That's a better question. Ooh, I like that. You see, it's a good question to begin with. Yeah, that's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, was, uh... Why is the Bronx the best borough? Nah, I mean, honestly, like, culturally, it is a great, is a big mixing pot of just, like, greatness. Honestly, you could find everything and everyone in it. I'm not going to lie. Queen has ama- Queens has amazing food. Mm-hmm. And I wish the Bronx could kind of, like, get to that point. So, mm. so I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to push Queens out. They're like our cousin, like, right across the bridge kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I like, is the art, the movement, hip-hop, graffiti, art, like, the, the fuck you attitude, the if you a celebrity and energy right. <laughs> like, so um that's that's like step one well, let's start yeah. with that i guess and i love your shirt it says stay out of uptown what yeah. does that mean so my homeboys out in the bronx Petico limited they have this brand called stay out of uptown and you know the vibes for all gentrifiers out there yeah um <laughs> yeah raising the rent and yeah, shit yeah be well okay mm-hmm. 
Yeah. We're going to play a quick game called Swipe Left or Swipe Right, where I'm going to name mm-hmm. female Bronx celebrities. And if you like them and you would date them or you, you fuck with them in general, you swipe right. Mm-hmm. If... If you would date them, let's say if you would date them, you swipe right. I'm trying to end if, my career. If bro. you won't, if you I'm won't, I'm not hitting the date, but you're not. If you won't date them, swipe left. Okay. So left is no. Swipe left is no. Okay. Swipe right is go. Okay. <laughs> Cardi B. Cardi B. She was a great friend. <laughs> Cardi B is lit. Like, I'm going to say right. So you're yeah, swiping right, left? Right? Is, is, is it a yes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I swipe. I actually met her. She's she's cool, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, J Lo. I met her too, right? <laughs> Remy Ma. Left. <gasps> Carrie Washington. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so left. It sounds like a cool name, so I'm gonna say right. Okay. Yeah. What was your thoughts on Ice Spice when you met her? She was dope. I met her at the Met Gala. At the Met Gala, yeah. I saw you went to the Met Gala. How was it going from the Bronx to the Met Gala? I had to wear a Flex. Suit. I had to like get a whole shape up because I was like a whole fucking Chewbacca, <laughs> and it was dope. Like everybody, Kiki Palmer was there. <laughs> yeah, so it was great. I mean, she was chilling. She was nice. Great vibes. That's dope. Yeah. And why you swiped left on Remy Ma? I don't know. I feel like a lot of people have had a bad taste in their mouths with her and i'm trying to like fathom it but like for some reason i feel like they're right from people you know like behind the scenes yeah. that what are some stories that you heard about no, remy ma <laughs> so she's a so remy ma's a mean girl i don't think she's mean i don't know i feel like um i don't feel any like good or bad energy but like it's not bad but it's just like all right mm. doesn't push the day for me <laughs> i feel you okay so you are a multi-hyphenate like you're just an overall artist, a cinematographer, yeah. illustrator. How does the Bronx influence you and your work? Oh, it's just it's big, man. Like you got the botanical gardens, it's like one of the biggest gardens in the United States. You have like one of the best architectural historic buildings you could find, you know, either than like Manhattan and stuff like that, but like in other boroughs. But like you got pre war ass buildings like from the nineteen hundreds, the eighteen hundreds, like just chilling next to you. So a lot of history. Yeah, like I love that. And then you have a whole bunch of like that whole like flux of just like people moving in, which is not good sometimes, but like people get to understand who you are when they walk in here. Like it's a different energy. Nice. And what aspects of your art are you still interested in exploring? All of it. Like right now I'm getting into sculpture, like three D printing and stuff like that. So that's like a lot of three D modeling. Um I'm doing a lot of cinema stuff, so it's like you're forever like learning about the new updates about things and like the new tech updates. Nice. You know? And we took a little break earlier, and you were talking about the need for more jobs in New York City. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit more about that? I feel like ever since the pandemic, people were like, they got spoiled. Like mm. we found out that we don't gotta go into an office to get paid. That's crazy. oh work. Yeah, I guess I'm saying oh. <laughs> nah, we have that like. We have people that are, like, pretty much are the main character of their own story in New York City. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I know what I'm worth. I, I know my value. And, like, people are really emanating that. And, like, that's a good thing, I feel. So uh, you think there's not enough jobs in New York City or people don't have jobs in New York City? Both. <laughs> like, there's not, a, like, there's people that don't, like, New York City has so much money just embedded in itself, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, for, for the fact that we have, like, homelessness, a whole bunch of crime rates, just weird shit happening every day. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. So, like, there's money there. Like, I do gigs sometimes, and Mm -hmm. the weirdest people that you would expect that won't have a dollar to them will give you the biggest check you can think of, you know? It be like that sometimes. That's why I never judge nobody by their color at all. Right. Ever. (laughs) Yeah. So, what are some things that you're excited to get into for the future when it comes to your career? Um... I guess being more inspiring to just everybody that I see or people that come across me kind of thing. So, like, when I see somebody that wants to start something new in the hood, I give them the opportunity and chance to know that they could just do it on their own. Like, you don't need a multi-million dollar company to, like, make you feel special, if you will. You mm-hmm. know? Like, you could do it on your own. Like, they need you more than you need them. Yeah. And I saw on your Instagram, you do a lot of community work. 
Like yeah. you'll go to schools and stuff yeah. like that. How important is that to you to like give back to your community? It's fun as hell. Like uh, I'll give you a cool story. Um, we were in Fordham Plaza at the Bronx Book Festival. Shout out to Teresa Fennell. Um, mm-hmm. She did this book fair, which is great at Fort- in Fordham. Like, you know mm-hmm. how hard it is to just be anything good in Fordham besides, <laughs> that, you know? <laughs> yeah, Fordham is crazy. Um, and I was doing, like, a panel talk, and I was talking, like, to these, you know, artists and authors, right? And then at the end of it all, some lady was like, that girl over there was like, she wants to be like you when she grows up. Mm-hmm. And, like, at least that was great to hear Especially that I wasn't holding a bottle of liquor in my hand, smoking or some shit, or you know, doing something ratchet. Like wow. I was literally talking about something nice for once, and a kid saw it. Now yeah. that kid is gonna grow up fifteen, ten years from now, or thirty, whatever, and do the same thing, maybe even better with the technology that's gonna be presented to us in the next few years, right? We're already in the freaking AI world where like everything does everything on its own, but. <laughs> That's dope. Because I've been seeing a lot of things on teacher talk, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is TikTok, but for teachers. And teachers are concerned about this next generation of little kids. Apparently, they don't know how to read. They're they're not following instructions. They're not listening to simple orders. What? Yes. It's like all over TikTok where teachers are just coming out and saying this. Like, they'll tell a kid, please sit in your assigned spot. The kids are like, no, you're not my mom. Don't tell me what to do. And then the teachers, the teachers set up a meeting with the parent to discuss their child's behavior, and the parents curse them out. And the parents had like the same energy. Yeah, <laughs> the parents like. And then there was a teacher. There was this young ballet teacher that was talking, mm-hmm. and she said that she teaches like four and five year olds, and the girls are asking her to play "Sexy Red" like Pound Town. Yeah, there's hella layers to it because it's like it goes down to parenting too, whether the kid like acts up like they do at school, right? Mm-hmm. But like. Sometimes, like, you don't even know, like, where the parent is going through. Like, is this per- is this parent a single mom or a single dad? Or, like, are they in a badass neighborhood, whatever district they want to be from? Mm-hmm. And then, like, how much are they getting paid? Like, is money mm-hmm. an issue now? Like, now that always going to trickle down to the kid. It really sucks that it goes straight to the kid. Nowhere else. Yeah. Like, and then, like, who knows that their family members are, like, as crappy as their parents. And then but- now you go to the teacher that can't really do a lot, but to just be, like... Here's the curriculum. Hope you learn it. But I'm wondering why this seems like a phenomenon that's happening now. Because there's always been broken families and broken homes. But now there's, like, this type of freedom, this, like, social freedom that's been presented to the world now in this era. Like, when you go on social media, it's like, it's okay to be what you want to be. Like, that goes only so far because then it gets messy. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a a good example is, like, an extremist. Mm -hmm. Like... Imagine loving something really hard, right? Right. To the point that you become abusive. Yeah. Or hating something so much that you become yeah. abusive. Like, when you do something of too much, it's yeah. bad. So when you give some somebody too much freedom, mm-hmm. like, in that way at an early age, it's uncontrollable. So maybe our kids are being taught freedom a little bit too early. Freedom before discipline. Yeah. It's like, like you got to learn mm-hmm. discipline. You got to learn structure yeah. first. You got to learn, learn the, the rules and then learn how to break, break them. Break them. Yeah. Exactly. Like thing. And then we have parents who are maybe not there or maybe misguided mm-hmm. and think that giving a kid freedom is loving them. Yeah. But you need to give discipline and because structure first. A lot, of, a lot of parents that were like locked up. You know, in their own houses, like their parents didn't let them go out. So now that I'm gonna let my kids go out, but then it's like you're letting your kid go out to this fucking wilderness of just like everything that they don't even know how to like filter properly. Yeah, and I yeah. think people are misunderstanding like the gentle parenting thing. Yeah, like some people are probably like, well, if my daughter doesn't want to sit down, maybe she doesn't want to sit down. Let her yeah. run around and scrape the walls. My mom would drop kick me. <laughs> it's like maybe we, maybe we shouldn't drop kick, but maybe you should. Tell your kid that there's a place, there's different places for different behaviors. In in a class, in a structured setting, you have to respect authority to a certain extent. Now, if you'd like to question authority, there's a respectful way you do that. You can come to me after Mm. class and let me know what you didn't like. And then we can have a conversation about it. That is 100% true. Oh, and then there's like boy moms too. Boy. Have you heard about boy moms? This Yo, phenomenon with boy moms? Explain that to me, boy moms. Boy moms are the people, probably like Darius Jackson's mom. <laughs> keep bringing it back. It's those moms that always have an excuse for their son. Well, they start off... Be- oh, like he didn't do no wrong kind of thing? But they start off when... It starts off as babies. 
they start off with very good intentions, mm-hmm. right? It it can go from a mom like Rihanna saying that her son is fine mm-hmm. to to putting a mom on TikTok that sprayed axe on her infant son. That's me. And she she quickly covered his mouth to protect his lungs after spraying a whole bunch of axe on, on his bo- on yeah. his skin. Yeah, that helps, yeah. That's a boy, that's that's an example of a boy mom. Like a lot of times it seems like they don't really have men in their life, like mm-hmm. maybe fathers or husbands, so then they put their son in that position almost. Yeah. Like the relationship almost becomes it's almost like an incestuous love. <laughs> oh, I read about that. Like, um, it's pretty, yeah, yeah it's pretty no. deep. Like, when mothers are falling in love with their sons. But that happens in the hood every day. Those boy moms that moms uplift and put them so high up on a pedestal, then they grow up to abuse the women that don't treat them that way. Yeah, yo, I love psychology. <laughs> how how do you feel about this epidemic of boy moms do you feel like you were raised by you're dominican your mom was definitely a boy mom yeah no not well my grandmother had like 16 17 kids okay and all from say baby daddy like it was crazy no radio no tv there was you know (laughs) and um a a good portion of how i got brought up was by women Mm. but like there was a lot of like men like they have brothers and stuff Mm. like it was an equal balance, but the woman was what I gravitated to because, you know, motherly figures, you know, you could like, where the guys is more like. Do you feel like you had to like wash dishes? Do you feel like your mom made excuses for you? Did you have to clean? No. You don't have we to do had, any of that? To, we had to do everything. What do you mean? Like, it was like, my mom was a chef. Well, she is one now. We had to learn how to cook. We had to learn how to wash dishes, clean the house, do that and third. And so there was no matter, real like gender roles in your house. There was zero gender. I cook a lot. Like, even in my relationship, I cook a lot. I love that. Yeah, like I, I throw down like all my ingredients work at home. <laughs> I love because I feel like boy moms are they are a pest in society, so, and, damn. They, and they need to be elim- <laughs> they need to be eliminated. Yeah, those moms that typically they'll have it in their bio like King's mom with a heart or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, like blah blah blah's mom. I I don't mind that. I think it's cute. Like if I was a mom, I kind of do it. I'm just telling you the stereotypical traits of boy moms so, so, then, they, so they, they, then they become mama's boys kind of thing yeah they become mama's boys exactly and then they don't then they come out in the universe and then they get in relationships with women that then, don't treat them like their moms and, and they the, don't and know then they how to assume act. that that girl is supposed to do certain things what their like, mom has yeah. done yeah. yeah when moms you're actually doing a disservice not teaching your son how to wash his clothes not teaching your human. son how it's these are things humans need because yeah. now this man is isn't whole now he's walking around looking for, a, for a maid yeah. expecting for a maid and a woman that's true you better keep up with the times, mom. <laughs> and you guys are crazy. Then you and then you sad when then you're overprotective mm-hmm. and you you're having fights with your son's girlfriends and stuff because you think he's your man. Yeah, he's your yeah. son. Yo, that's crazy. Yo, I can't do that. Like I'll be like, lady, you gotta chill. <laughs> like, it's, it's sick. It's it sick. You guys need help, medicine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Jezebel, no, it's not. <laughs> you guys have broken brains. Boy yeah, moms have broken brains. brains. Yeah, I love it. Now we're gonna get to the segment called Harsh Truth. Lit. So do you have a harsh truth, like a lesson that you've learned in recent years or even through this long ass conversation that we've had that you feel like you can share with the viewers? I mean, it's not a harsh truth, but it's a good humbling one. Yeah. Um, there's always gonna be somebody that's better than you. At whatever you're trying to do. But once you accept that, you'll be the greatest self. That's a word. <laughs> Are you a preacher? That's right. Okay. Um, nah, but it's true though. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a good one. And one more reminder for everyone listening. Please follow at Casa Confessions Podcast on all social media platforms. Don't forget to leave a comment, rating, review, and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Follow if you're watching on Facebook. Before we fully head out, we're going to play a song of the pod, but for our YouTube watchers and our Facebook viewers, sorry, we got to go. Because <laughs> YouTube will demonetize us. So, <laughs> bye. Yeah. Now we're going to get into the song of the pod, and we always end off with a song. So, what's a song that you've been listening to lately? All of them. Elizabeth. Yo, you ever heard that song? No. It's the Coltavenas of all Dominicans, bro. 
Okay, let's make, <laughs> wait, maybe I've heard it and I just haven't heard the, I don't know the title. Damn. But let me search it up. What is it? It's probably Lisa, I forgot the guy's name. I think it's like Tony or something like that. Who knows? Have you heard that song about the girl talking about, <laughs> the girl talking about getting her, getting, <laughs> getting her coochie hate? The, the, it's like a merengue. That's oh, the, the perrito. No, it's like that shit is jokes. Comedy, comedy, jokes. comedy, 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 comedy. Okay, what's the song? You pick one. You pick one. No, you gotta pick a song. Oh, I gotta pick one. Um, what's the album release? Oh, actually, I do have a song. Okay, I'll pick a song. I'll, it's like the Jack Harlow song that everyone's listening to nowadays that I see everywhere. So I'm gonna play. Which is it's viral. I'm vanilla baby, I'll choke you, but I ain't no killer baby. She 28, telling me I'm still a baby. I get love in Detroit like Skiller baby. And the thing about your boy is, all right, bye guys. See you at the next episode. Love everyone. Woo! Follow Alex at the Bronxer. Bye guys. She's an alpha, but not around your boy. She could quiet around your boy. Hold on.